0: All right, welcome back to another episode of Meet the Creatives. Today I am here with the one, the only, John Contino. I never thought I'd say that. I wanted you to come on my podcast for like six months. I probably. You're, you're a lucky guy. What can I say? I know. I know. <laughs> it, here he is in the flesh. <laughs> Um, so thank you for having me. We're here, uh... Thanks for
1: for coming to the studio.
0: Yeah, we're, uh, John is on the run from the cops, apparently, and, uh... It's like it's, it's like in Breaking Bad, like where he goes to. Um, that's exactly. I got a meth lab right next to the studio. No, 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 no. Not even the meth lab. You know, at the end, like where he's like out of options and then he has he has to like move into the woods behind the gate. Yeah. And he like walks up to the gate. Yeah. That's like where you live. Yeah. I'm out of options. Yeah. <laughs> that's why but I'm doing this podcast. In, no. But Kaken. But, but oh, my God. That's awesome. So uh, thanks for doing this, man. This yeah, is man. so cool. For, Thank you. For the uh, three people who don't know tell us a little bit about yourself
1: uh, well the spark notes my name is john cantino and i'm a designer and i'm from new york and most people know me for lettering and stuff like that but i do branding as well yeah <laughs>
0: every once in a while
1: it's mostly branding really at this point but that's how everyone really started to know me like 10 years ago or something yeah. Like the lettering boom, everyone was just like, "Oh, he's one of two or three people that does lettering. It's either
0: him or Jessica Hish, yeah, right, and there's no in between."
1: Right. Yeah. That was the those was the briefs that went out all the time. It was just two people, and that was the end of it. Yeah. You know? But um, yeah. So I mean, that's who I am, and there's a lot of other stuff in between that. Cool. <laughs> uh,
0: leading up to design, I know you're an avid baseball fan. Um, what when did you know that you wanted to be a designer? Was it like base? My guess would be like baseball cards. That kind of thing. Is that right?
1: When I was a kid, man, like before I knew what design – I never knew what design was until – I mean I was working as a freelancer in high school and I didn't – I still didn't know like design was like a job. You know? Like I would just make stuff. Was it like Photoshop or like – Yeah, it was like Photoshop 2 or something like that. Oh my god. Like I was designing stuff on – it's really funny because I – a lot of my main projects were hardcore bands and I was actually designing stuff in Microsoft Word. Like I would lay out and measure templates in Microsoft Word and make pictures and then like insert pictures and then print oh my at, at like a, like like a Office Max or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I was doing that stuff and I would get like 25 bucks, 50 bucks, $100, whatever. I and can't then, make that nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I it was, it was hustling, man. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, when I was a kid, I was obsessed with like, as you can see, my glass, my Yankees glass sitting next to me. Yeah. I was obsessed with Yankees logo, the Yankees script, you know mm-hmm. the script with the base with the baseball bat and the hat on top of it. I used to draw that constantly the old Jets logo with the actual jet coming yeah. across the top. I was obsessed with that anything that was like um, cool letters that was a logo, I would just draw constantly like all the time and um, I you know i, I didn 't realize it like my mom shows me stuff now. I used to draw the Ghostbusters logo all the time because oh I love the ghost with the, you know, like the hash, the, the cross mark, whatever. And I, I always would include like the registered trademark symbols and stuff. Like I had an eye for like the, the advertising aspect of it. And I just, I just love that stuff, like all those little details. And it's funny, too, because my daughter now, she's four years old. When she draws, she, she like sees those same type of details. And I'm like watching. I'm like, I know, I know what she's looking at, yeah. you know, because that's how I started, too, so which, which is kind of exciting. But uh yeah, I it just design always kinda clicked with me. And I remember being a kid and I would just I would literally design my own fonts, not knowing it, but I just used to love doing different versions of letters and creating a, a version for each one and then doing, you know, like heavy versions and thin versions and scary versions and sport <laughs> versions and everything. The Halloween version yeah. of like the Yankees. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of my stuff had a very Tim Burton ish feel to it, like when I was a kid. Right. But uh yeah, it was it was that that's kinda like that's that's what really kinda set me off.
0: Okay, so recently I took uh your Skillshare classes two of them, right?
1: There was yeah, two skill two two paid Skillshare classes and then like a free instructional video that yeah. they, that we did.
0: I loved it. Yeah. Cool. I, I really Thank did you. it. I did it. I good, I'm glad. <laughs> and it was good. Um and it was talking about, you know, composition and mm-hmm. sketching and um the way that you go about design is probably obvious by your hand drawn style. Yeah. It's you know, you're you're about kind of drafting it up, sketching it up and um can you talk a little bit about your your process and, and what that's like? And you know, when you start on a on a design adventure, we'll call mm-hmm. it, where do you begin? How does it start off with you?
1: You know, I I was talking to so I'm doing another class right now on lettering, um, outside of Skillshare, which is like a little bit more intense, more like a like college-y type of class where it's, it's more hardcore, more intricate. It's less about just like watching someone work and more about actually teaching the foundations and all that type of stuff. And I was just talking to one of the students today and, and what I was saying is like, when I come up with ideas, instead of sitting there and sketching and trying to make sure everything is right, I literally just block things out, just tiny little thumbnails, like no bigger than an inch or two. Yeah. You put me onto that. I, I didn't do that before your class, and I awesome. I only work like that now. It's the way to go because then you can you can do ten comps in ten minutes, mm-hmm. and because you already know what style you're going for, so there's no reason to sit there and flesh out the style and pencils. Mm-hmm. You know, so what you want to do is just like you sit there, you you block out the layout, the composition, and you make sure everything's working first. Then once that looks – like, you can tell if that's going to look good or not, mm-hmm. you know, just by, like, some shapes. Like, you already know, like, that's working or that's not working. If you have, like, a couple of weird diagonals and then a the thing sitting over here, like, it's not going to look good. Mm-hmm. If you can just block out those shapes and kind of just get really, really rough little pencils in there, that's all you need. And, and I always like to start with that. And by the time I start with that, I, you know, I'll scan it, bring it into Illustrator or something, and then just lay out guides just, like – rectangles and circles and diagonals or whatever. And then I take that and I just start drawing over it. And then that's it. I cut out all the crap in between. Mm-hmm. No more like tracing and retracing and doing all that type of stuff. I, I found that for me anyway, to be able to figure out the thumbnails first, mm-hmm. draw over it once, and then I can ink. And it like literally, it cut my process down, but it also kept my energy up. Right. So instead of like my my... The, the worst thing for me was that I was always, you know, I would try to fix something. And every time I tried to fix it and make it perfect in ink or revised pencils, it would lose the energy of the first version. The first version always had the most energy. And you're just getting kind of jaded by right. it. Right. And right, then right. it just looks flatter and flatter and duller. And I was just like, how, how am I going to keep this energy? How am I going to keep it feeling fresh? Because every time I did a pencil, I was like, pencils look sick. And then I would ink it. And I was like, inks look terrible. They look flat mm. and boring. I was like, how do I... Keep the flow moving, you know, and that was that was one of the things I figured out. It's like cut out all the middlemen. Just keep it keep it as tight and as fresh as you can. And by the time you get to it, there might be some mistakes there, but those mistakes are gonna be the thing that helps keep the personality alive in the design, right? So that, that's 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 my go to for like main, you know, top level process. Yeah.
0: What I love about your style is that you know. Uh, the obvious, it's like, you know, it's hand drawn, it's real, it's got, um, it's got soul to it. Mm-hmm. And I always, when I see your stuff, I I wonder, and maybe you don't have to get, if you don't want to give this way, you don't have to. Sure. Do you ever have it where things are purposely jagged or, or is that just kind of like your natural hand? Like how much of it is like trying to do the John Contino thing and how mm-hmm. much of it is just like, no, that's just like how I draw. That's just how it is. That's it's, sick. That's just how it is. I'll tell you. What? It's hard to emulate. I've tried. Good. <laughs> no, really, though. I've spent, like... I've got sketchbooks on sketchbooks
1: of trying yeah. to do, like, your thing. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's
0: very difficult
1: if you if it's not your natural hand. The reason why it's like that is because I'm not good. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But you own it, though. Like, it, that, you totally own it. Well, the problem is, is, like...
0: You're the mood board guy. I'm, you yeah, and, tell me about you it. You and right Malika.
1: Now. You're on everything. She's it's, coming on, too. Holler. It, the problem with that is, like... Yeah, the, the, you're on every mood board, but not everybody hires you. Right, yeah, You know what yeah. I mean? It's
0: just... <laughs> Is there like a John Contino, um, you know, like John Contino? But I've
1: had only... people before that like, people I knew that worked at agencies or something, they were like, we want to do it kind of like this. And they were like, I know him. We can hire him. He'll do it for us. And I'm like, yeah, come on. Just, you know, like, the, you know, like this house isn't going to pay for itself. Yeah. <laughs> you know? For real. But yeah, the, what I wanted to do, like... I've always drawn the way I draw now. Like, mm-hmm. if you look at drawings and sketchbooks of from me when I was like 6, 8, 10, 12, 15 years old, right, it doesn't look any different. It's the same. Right. But when I was really kind of like getting into like the freelance thing, like hardcore, I was maybe in my early, like late teens, early 20s. That's mm-hmm. when I really started to make some money off of it. Right. Um, I desperately wanted to do very clean illustration work like I wanted it to look vector clean crisp and I couldn't do it I could I couldn't draw it I couldn't do it with the pen tool and illustrator I just couldn't do it I sucked at it yeah and as hard as I tried and I was just like I know I know how to do it I just can't like my brain just doesn't allow my hand to just draw straight friggin line yeah. I just couldn't do it and after a while like I would try and try and then I would clean it up in Photoshop and. I'll you know, like hold shift and all that <laughs> stuff, straight lines, you know, whatever. And, and I would always clean it up, and I would get close. And one one day, I was just like, you know what? I'm just like, I'm gonna lean into this because if this is if this is what my body's telling me to do, and this is my limitation, I'm gonna see if I could use it to my advantage. And and that that's one thing I always say is just like, you know, everyone else is better than me, but like with my limited capabilities, I push them as far as I can possibly push them. And, and I feel like that's part of what has allowed me to do this for so many years. It's just like I don't let my limitations get in the way. I just use my weaknesses as strengths. So everything that I've always sucked at, I just have – like it's so funny too because what do people know me the best for right now? Right. Lettering, logos, t-shirts. Those three things were the things I was the absolute worst at 15 years ago. You know, like I would always, I did a lot of CD layouts. I was great at layouts, composition, all that type of stuff. I sucked at making logos. I loved lettering, but it wasn't any good. And my illustration work was piss poor. And I just I just wanted that to be who I was. And I just kept working at it. And kept did you like it. crumple
0: it up and throw it out kind of thing? Like, are, are you Yeah,
1: just... it was a lot of erasing, a lot of just like, ugh, like whatever, throw it in a box and forget about it. Or sometimes just throw it in the garbage.
0: So do you then just like, do you then just like follow your your intuition? Like, did you one one day just say like Fuck it, I'm just gonna do it? And then,
1: or not necessarily. You know what was really a big light bulb for me? Um, so, one, one of my oldest friends, a guy Matt, a guy by the name of Matt Orton, he worked with me in my old design studio, and then we started uh, CXXVI clothing company together too. Love and it. he he was he was a guy. Uh, he, well, he is a guy. <laughs> but um, he's a guy that, like, he could draw, like, a little bit, but he was just a really good designer without being able to draw. And those people are, like, few and far between. Yeah, He's a good photographer, and, but he's, like, a really great designer. And I would watch how he did stuff. And, like, we started working together because he was in a band and I was in a band, and I would design stuff for his band. And then he started designing, and then we would design together. And um, he was he was... He, he put things together very, in a very interesting way. He would – like we would get all these old, old like printer reference manuals and stuff like that. And he would scan all these things and just chop all the pieces up and then reorganize them in like Photoshop or Illustrator and then like kind of give them another pass through so they looked uniform. And I was like – I was so – like I, I would look and I was like, why does his shit look so much better than mine? Like I just – it didn't make sense to me. And I would watch his process and I, I feel like, you know, like we fed off each other really well in that way. And I would watch this process. And I was like, well, what if I drew things this like randomly the same way that he was finding things randomly? And then I put them together and then I did the same thing that he did. Because part of what we were doing is that we were trying to form a cohesive brand and like make it feel like even though I'm drawing and he's doing like this weird like, like this like photocopy, you know, old school like, right. flyer type of you know, collage type of thing. Which in
0: today's day and age would be like the hardest shit Oh, absolutely. Ever. Everybody would love it.
1: Absolutely. Well, that was part of the thing that helped make us successful when right. we started it. It pulled us out of the Great Recession, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, because yeah. when we started doing that, then we finally started making money. Um, but I watched him do that and we really developed like this system of coming up with lockups and the lockup became the the, the life raft for us in terms of like, how are we going to pull this whole thing together? And once we figured that out, then everything really started to click and everything that I was decent at before, I got much better at. And then when I understood better about how I can start planning and how I could put things together, I started seeing more of that into the future so I could plan ahead and I didn't have to just like cut and paste and, right. and, and experiment. And then it was more along the lines of I already knew what I wanted to do. So right. it was like, it was pretty interesting. I've had like a couple of those like epiphany type moments where it's just like, oh, that's how you do it. Right. Like when I was, uh, like all my branding stuff is very like baseball centric, but like it never was before. And branding yourself is always just like the hardest thing a designer can do. Mm-hmm. And I remember sitting there one day, we were at like my um, sister-in-law's boyfriend's cousin's house in New Hampshire. Right. It was like some, you know, in the middle of nowhere type of thing. And my wife and I went to an antique store and we were like looking around or whatever and... You know, we went back to the to the house and there's nothing to do. There was no internet. There was right. no TV. It was nothing. It was just in the middle of nowhere. Like and, your house. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Except I have internet and TV. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. There's so, cell
0: phone service on this particular road.
1: Yeah, that's good. The, there's cell phone service because I have this cell phone booster oh, right here. There's damn. no cell phone right over there. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, but, like, I sat there and I was just, like, drawing baseballs and I was writing stuff in them. Just trying to pass the time. And... I had these weird sketches, like, I took pictures of them with my phone, it was, like, the early days of Instagram. And, uh, and I, like, posted as, like, stupid shit or whatever. But then I got home, and I looked at it, and I was like, what? I, I just want to write my name in this and see how it right. is. And then all of a sudden, I'm just like, oh, my God, I can, I can make my logo and my, my personal brand be whatever the hell I want. No one's going to think I'm a baseball team because right. I have a baseball logo. Yeah. You know, they're just like, oh, when did that expansion team come out? Right. You know, like, no one's going to think that. Like and I was just like, oh my god! Is that the one
0: I posted today? Is that the yeah? Original? That's the
1: one. That's the original. Dude. That was that was one of the like mm-hmm. synchronicity. That, that was synchronicity. Yeah, sure.
0: It's oh. <laughs> late, bro. This is my second podcast in a row, man. Oh,
1: but god. that was like one of those things. It was like you know, every now and again, the, a, a dam, another damn breaks, and I'm just like, oh my god, that's it. All makes sense now. Same with like my newest stuff now, where I'm just like very into like early '80s Manhattan style, right? You know, like ro- like ro- you know, the thing is too is I feel like everyone has a script these days and, and it's it's rare that you meet someone who's like actually speaking their mind you know yeah. and, and I feel like you know everyone's just trying to fit into the same mold and you know I grew up you know 80s and 90s New York and and it was a gritty time you know it wasn't the grittiest yeah. but it was certainly a very gritty time and, and you know having a family from there like no one was shy about going into the city about anything like that's that's where we were from that's where we lived you know so um, the, the, the aesthetic behind a lot of that stuff, like the neighborhood watch guys, you know, like the guardian angels yeah. <laughs> with the red berets and the t-shirts, you that's know, so like, cool. like all that stuff. I'm just like, that has such personality, but it's so raw, right. you know? And I'm just like, I, I want to I tap into more of that because that's, that's like part of my childhood that I love. Like <laughs> like the guys driving like the T-top Camaros and people sitting on the stoops and yelling at each other, like stuff I grew up with. And I love it. Yep. Do
0: you think that that's all... Let's just keep going down the, the rabbit Let's hole go, here. Let's go, man. Uh, do you think that that's all within you? Because, like, in my own personal experience, and people keep telling me to stop talking about myself in the podcast, but whatever. Nah, no, man, that's do. the yeah. whole thing. You gotta get to. I mean, why would people? This is listen? for me. Well, you gotta
1: like, you gotta know who's talking, right? Right? right like, yeah. where I'm you not coming from? You, yeah. Where are you coming from? Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: So, like, uh, my childhood was like um, was. I randomly got obsessed with Santa Claus. To show how young I am here, I, I watched Tim Allen's The Santa Claus, and I was obsessed with that. And I like, not only did I dress up like Santa Claus, I thought that I was Santa Claus. It's So weird! It's so fucking weird. <laughs> but the point of this crazy ass story is that like I was, I had a wild imagination, like untapped imagination. Like mm-hmm. I would go into the woods, and like uh, I would just see like this would be a room and this would be a thing. And then mm-hmm. I went to Disney World, and mm-hmm. I was like obsessed. And then I would, my basement was like a pop-up. Like, you know how, like, like they do, like, art studios and it's, yeah. like, different installations? Yeah. Like, that's, a new, that's the new hot shit, right? Like, right. you know, Nike wants to do an installation on, like, the Highline. Right, right, right. I did that in my basement as a kid, but it was, like, whatever I was into. So, like, when I went to Disney World, I yeah. made, like, Peter Pan. <laughs> I took my three-wheeler bike down the steps, like, the wooden step, like, old school, like, like uh, unfinished basement. Yeah, yeah. I rode my three-wheeler down the wooden steps. Almost broke my neck. I probably could have died, like right then and there. But I would then like take the Christmas lights and I would make like the Peter Pan ride. And I would oh, that's go around. cool! <laughs> so funny. But then I joined the fire department. I lost my imagination. I lost all that stuff. It was yeah. just kind of like weeded out. And then like I'm na- now working at Hershey and kind of tap. I'm yeah. tapping back into what I had in-, in the first place. So I think you had that same shit. It's like it's your it definitely. It's it's like in your like DNA. Like yeah. I'm the imagination guy. Yeah. And I wanted to be a systems guy. Yeah. Like, I wanted nothing more than to be, like, Michael Beirut or, like, Leland Ashmeyer. Right. And then, you know, the people that I talked to are like, dude, you're, like, the, you're the Santa Claus guy. Yeah. Like live into the Santa Claus thing. And that's what you did. You just lived into it. That's, that's so true. Cool.
1: I mean, you got to just, like, steer into who you are. Like, when, you, when you're fighting who you are, that's when it's like that's a tweet. nothing's going to look good. Yeah. You know, because if you're, not, if you're not being who you are in your work then it, it just looks like you're trying. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, my shit doesn't look like I'm trying because I'm not. I'm not trying. I'm just doing what I do. Yeah. You know? And if people like it, great. And if people don't like it, then I spend time trying to convince them to like <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. But that's for my words and not for my hands to do. Right. You know what I mean? And it's just like, I, I, was th- I was just, you know, I was at the gym today and I was talking to a friend of mine and we were talking about the old Game Boy. We were talking about Tetris and this and whatever. But like, bef- when Game Boy came out, All I wanted was a Game Boy, but I didn't have a Game Boy. So I got paper, and I made a 3D Game Boy, and I cut the screen out, and I made little cartridges that had, like, pictures of each game, and I would take the little pieces of paper and slide it into the paper Game Boy and pretend I was playing. That's so crazy. Like, that's what, I mean, it sounds really sad. (laughs) I ended (laughs) up getting, my parents got me a Game Boy. It was was okay. (laughs) But, uh, like, like the, the, the type of imagination I had as a kid for things, I'm very envious of as an adult. Like, I see what my daughter does when she plays and what she makes. And I'm just like, that's so, that's such a thing that I wish I could still have. And I try every day like to get just, to like that Like the G.I.
0: Joe's. Like, you're just picturing yeah. out the whole, yep. you're
1: playing out the whole thing in your head. Yep. I mean, I used to make baseball fields in my room. You know, tiny little room. And I would, I would have, like, hats. And I would, I remember, I would get pieces of cardboard. And I would tape it to one side of the hat so I can make like a batter's helmet Yeah, you know and it, it was like little details about things of what I found so interesting you know like like the fact that like when I played Little League when you would wear a helmet it would cover both ears but every all my favorite players only had one ear flap on their helmets so I would like do stuff like that like yeah. those are the things that that I would do to like make believe and pretend and feel and, and like looking back I'm getting just, excited like, just talking about yeah like, like it's yeah, yeah. that's like that's the stuff that's you know like now that my daughter is at an age where she can play and make believe, like we get to do all that type of stuff. You know, like right. I sit there, I'm like, you're gonna do this, and then I'm gonna do this, and then we'll pretend that we're doing this, and blah, 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 and she'll say, oh, daddy, but do this and do this. And it's just, I get right into that kid moment, and we're just like playing make believe, and it's awesome. You know? Yeah. So true. Yeah. But you you have definitely had a different road
0: yes, than many designers. Definitely, definitely. You didn't like. You're now teaching at places, mm-hmm. but you know you didn't go to Parsons. You didn't go to no. RISD, something like that. And not no. that there's anything wrong with that,
1: but um, no, because I wanted to go to those places. Right, but no, I, I do didn't. Too. Yes. I didn't think. First of all, number one, I didn't think I would be good enough to get in. Right, um, you're not. N- yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> number two, I I just I didn't know how I would respond to living in an art school, you know, like, I mean, you're I, not
0: like a, an artiste. No, you're, I'm not. You're, you're like, a,
1: I'm not. I'm like very blue collar designer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: That's great, though.
1: Yeah. I mean, like my parents worked really hard when we were growing up. Like we didn't we didn't have a lot of stuff. They worked really hard to make sure we had the essentials and to make sure, you know, our Christmases and birthdays were good and stuff like that. But we weren't. It wasn't. We were a rich family. Like my dad worked two jobs. My mom worked a job and watched a ton of kids. Right. Like it wasn't. You know, I didn't. I didn't see people just coasting through life. Like, like my parents were hard workers and they were good people and they didn't. They didn't let their frustrations of of doing that get to them. And I, I that had a very lasting effect on me. And it's just, you know, I had my doubts about myself, even though I was do. Even though I was doing it. Well, when, well,
0: when did you decide? Time, like timeline wise. Because did you, you went to college or you didn't?
1: I did. I went to college because I didn't know what the hell to do. Because right. I was, I was freelancing, but I didn't know it was a job. So I was doing, I was doing work. I was doing logos and stuff. Yeah. Local companies. I, all this stuff. I, but it was just like hustling. Yeah. yeah. And, but it was just because I liked to do it. And then I found out people would pay me to do it. So I was like, oh man, people would pay me to do stuff I like. Awesome. That's the only reason I did it. Just because I was just like, I love to do it. I just wanted to do more of it. And the fact that people were like, I'll throw a couple bucks your way. I was like, this is sweet. I have extra. I can go to the movies. I can go out with my friends. I could buy some stuff. I could pay for gas. You know? Like, I remember the first thing I ever designed was some little newspaper ad. When I was 12 years old. On a program. I forget what it was called. But it had, like, this weird, like, purple guy. It was called, like, McZ or something like that. Paint Studio. It was on a gateway computer in, like shit I was 12 years old it was like 1994 95 or something like that that was the first paying job I did it was like 25 bucks and then the next a major paying job I designed a website for my mom's boss he was physical th- he was physical therapist $400 website and I was just like this is sweet man I'm going to be a millionaire by the time I'm in college
0: push it to the yeah. limit <laughs> Limit. you were like the, the tiger in the front yard. it was awesome yeah, yeah. it was awesome you're going to be set
1: and then you know like I just started getting into stuff like that and, uh, I was making money, but when it was time to go to college, I didn't know what the hell I wanted to do. Like, I didn't know there was a job. Right. So I went to like, um, I, I, went, I did a, you know, I went to do a tour at NYIT in Long Island and I was going to do architecture. Cause I was like, if I'm going to draw, I like, I want to draw for a living and I don't wear, wear I don't want to wear a suit. Mm-hmm. So maybe I could be an architect cause that's drawing and that's like pretty cool, like casual environment. So I, for whatever
0: reason, it's big in
1: Long Island. Land
0: surveyors and architects—they they a, run Long Island. There's
1: a lot of building going yeah. on in Long Island. Um, so I figured that was a good that was a good compromise. You know, I could I feel like I could make a decent career as an architect, and I could draw, and I didn't have to sit in a cubicle. Like that's just what I thought. And then the day that we went to go look at that school, I had, like. Like the flu or something, I was so sick, oh so we went walking around and I couldn't look at anything. I couldn't listen to what anyone was saying. I had like a hundred and two degree temperature. you know like i, I just i didn't want to pay attention I didn't want to look at anything. I was in and out, I was like, cool, everything looks good. Give me the papers. I'll sign it. Can I just go home please i didn't i did, just didn't give a shit like it was just the worst day for me to go and look at a school, and then um I looked at like like a local SUNY school, and I was like, oh, they have like an art program, maybe I could do that, and I did, I took the art test there, or whatever, and I was like, I don't like this place, you know, like it's just like, this is not the environment, like I wanted, I really wanted to go to art school, but at the same time, I didn't, mm-hmm. you know, and then um, I went to Adelphi University, which is in Garden City, which is like the border of Long Island and Queens, and I was in there, and it was just like, check off your major, and they weren't in art school either, um, but they had a small art department, which is, like, a little bit bigger than this studio. Right. And one of the things they had was, like, communication design, I think it was. And I was like, what's this? And I, they I were had just, the same thing. Yeah. I was like, I'm here for
0: marketing. Yeah. They're like, we've looked at your math scores. <laughs> we have communication design, though. I'm like, Would what's that? Look? They're like, there's, like, Photoshop. And I was like, I'm in. That's my career path.
1: Right. See, that's what they said. I was like, well, what is this? And they were like, it's like making logos and posters and billboards. I was like, that's a thing? And they were like, yeah. They were like, go talk to the advisor here, and they'll tell you about it. So I was like, right. well, that's, what I that's what I want to do. That's what I want to do. So I ended I did my portfolio review there, and my portfolio was already filled with tons of, like, paid graphic design work, CD layouts, posters for promotion, like, like club posters, uh, logos for, like, a local trucking company. Like, I had all this stuff already. And they were like, oh yeah, no, you're good. Yeah. And I was like, is this, this is, this is what this is. And they were like, yeah, this is what this is. This is like a pretty decent job if you can, if you're good at it. And I was like, oh, okay, well I'll do this then. Oh, so I just went there and it was cool because I had already been working. I already knew what I was doing and I was really learning the ropes of become, of like being a professional. Cause at this point I've got like almost four or five years of experience of like literally doing freelance design. So The the teachers were cool because it was small. They they taught me, you know, like just like like the little nuances of stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, like tricks about getting color separations and stuff like that. Not like, well, this we're gonna learn this today and we're gonna learn this. Like they were my friends and it was it was cool. It was more like technical? It was yeah, yeah, it was it was more about like how professionals operate in the workplace and less what everyone else was doing. Because I had just done so much of it already. Like they were best practices. Yeah. yeah. It, it was just like when you send off to the printer, it's great if you can do this because that'll save you on this. Or if you, you know, like all yeah. those things that the, the other kids were not learning. You know, they were learning how to use Photoshop, how to use Illustrator, learning about typography, learning about, you know, color scheming and all that type of stuff. And I was like way past all that because I just, I didn't know it, but I've been doing it. Right. And, um, you know, when I did that and I, I came out of school, I... I I was just like, cool. I, I mean, and then I you know, I freelanced all through college too. So by the time I was done, I knew who I was and what I was doing. And I had clients and I was good to go. And I started freelancing immediately out of school, right off the bat. Before
0: it was like normal to freelance. Yeah,
1: right? I was I was 22 years old, right out of school. I think 22, is that how it works? 22, yeah. right out of school. And I was freelancing full time. That was my job. All right, so here we go. It's a new segment
0: and we need, next time we need more questions, but we have two people here today. PJ did not leave his, uh, his, um, his portfolio link, but, yeah. uh, I think I, that's the the incentive. Yeah. yeah. If they ask a question. We plug their portfolio. Sure. Okay. So it's PJ underscore uh, PJ underscore angle. All right. Question for John Contino. Are you worried about your style not being sought after when trends eventually change? How are you planning on weathering that ebb and flow?
1: Yeah, I mean, I saw that coming a long time ago. Yeah, um, and if you look at my stuff now, I like that question, by the way. It's a hard. It's a great question. question. No, yeah. it is, and it's something I think about every single day of my life. Mm-hmm. When, when I was doing what I was doing, um, back in two thousand nine, two thousand ten, mm-hmm. when the hand lettering thing and the handmade thing and the handcrafted nonsense and all that stuff started becoming a trend, I wrote it for a little while. And then after a year or two, I'm just like, this is going to end, and it's going to end badly. Mm -hmm. So
0: true religion genes. Exactly, exactly.
1: (laughs) Or maybe you're a little too young to remember this, but in the early 2000s, like late 90s, everything was like techie, diagonal arrows. Bevels and drop shadows. All that stuff. And that was a hard trend that came in and died fast. And I was like, I do not want to be one of those guys. And so after maybe two or three years, I started trying to expand and get better, and do more things, and, and move my style around to different stuff, and I, I really think if you look at my stuff now that I'm doing, you look at my stuff from then, you know, seven or eight years ago, it looks entirely different, it doesn't look like, you know, that the handcrafted stuff that people are still doing right now, like, I'm just not doing it, right. and I've moved away, like, so then, um, every job I got was for lettering, or like, basic, well, lettering, and a little illustration, Because you were getting like called for it. Yeah, all the time. And that was like a thing because I was one of the people that was doing it and, you know, one of the people that they could find that people could find that had enough of a portfolio to see what could be done with that. Mm -hmm. So, so after a while, I was just like, okay, I can see that this is a trend because I could see I started getting ripped off a lot. I could see that there were, you know, copies of my stuff by other big companies where I knew that they were trying to cut corners and save money. And, uh, I was just like I got to start making a change. I got to make a change big time. And so I started doing that. I started like trying different things with my illustration style, doing different things with the lettering, branching out. So now to I mean right now like the majority of my work is is branding work. Mm-hmm. Like I'm doing I'm doing full-scale branding. We're rebranding companies, we're branding new companies, and that's that's always where I wanted to be, mm-hmm. you know, but I had that little detour in like the world of lettering because it had that hot spot. So yeah, I'm, I've always been concerned with that. But in the past three or four years, I've taken a very deliberate turn away from that. Um, and, you know, a lot of that stuff you can't really share, mm-hmm. like on your social media stuff, because the things that you do for a lot of these companies are not really like you need to be able to share an entire story. Yeah. Like, you can't just, like, eh, here's one thing. Right. You know, like I could show, like, one logo and it's like, oh, this is, you know, but, like, there's a whole story involved yeah. and it's, it's a, it's about like why you made these de- decisions and why the interior looks like this and why the the you know like the the language is a certain way and how how like the company culture is different now because of how you're rebranding what the purpose you know there's a lot more to it than that so yeah. uh, that he's he's dead on and it's yeah. something that I. I sat there and agonized over about 5 years ago. Yeah. Major major issue for me. PJ's I,
0: coming tough with the questions. Yep. And he
1: was right. And and I I don't you know, I hope other people think about that too so that they can survive, but yeah. I feel like a lot of people don't. And those are the people who get kind of cocky and arrogant and they 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 turn down a lot of work because they think that they're above it, but they're not. And when that stuff goes away, so will they. And other people will spring up in their spots. And hopefully, I'm here to weather the storm and be here until I die. Everything comes to an end unless you can adapt and get ahead. So you want to be out of... You want to
0: be like... um, I always want to be ahead. Proactive, not reactive.
1: Yes. Being reactive will get you nowhere. Being proactive will get people following you. Right. You know what I mean? Like, if you're just like, I'm breaking off the pack and doing my own thing, people will notice that. Yeah. And they'll be like, I want to do... You know, I want to follow his lead or I want to do what he's doing. And Because and, you're on to the next thing Exactly Like I, I, I always want to try and be ahead So like People are always You know like I, I see a lot of people like tag me on stuff And like this guy's ripping you off This guy's ripping you off I'm like Yeah They're ripping me off on shit I did eight years ago You know So it's okay. like Okay fine But I don't want to do that stuff anymore anyway So they can have it Yeah, yeah. So this is from my friend uh, Kristen am
0: I never know if I'm pronouncing that right uh, her website is uh, Kristen Masterandia. That's M A S T R A N D R E A. dot com. She just graduated. I'll uh, I'll put you. I'll send her portfolio. To you. She's Great. very talented. Congratulations on your graduation. Yeah, she made it. She, she's out there hustling. Good cool for her. I would not have been able to pass web design without Kristen. So <laughs> Kristen, thank you. Um, okay, what do you do if you are stuck in a creative rut?
1: You know. Good question, Kristen. Creative <laughs> ruts are not something I can afford to get stuck in, because this is every day. This is my life every day. So if I'm in a creative rut, I'm in big trouble. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I think that the <laughs> it's it's such a it's a tough question to ask because I used to get in creative ruts all the time, and I still do every now and again. Right. It was uh, when was it? Last January, I had a really bad drought in terms of, like, doing something interesting. And there was one project I did, and it was, I, I just was like, I was just going to my go-to, mm-hmm. you know? What have I done already before that people like? Mm-hmm. What have, you know, like, I just did that.
0: It's tough not to get into that. Too. Yeah, and a
1: lot of times I found that, and, and this is something I discovered years ago, when I was doing a lot more music packaging stuff, especially when I would get into designing the booklets of stuff, and if I had I, I was I had like a like a creative block, you know, I, I knew I wanted to do something interesting, I wanted to do something unique, and then sometimes it just wasn't there. And what I always found was that if I if you go back and you design the things that you feel comfortable designing, and you 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 go back to that safe place where you're just like, well, I know I could do this in my sleep that's when you kind of like let go of the stress because then you're just like, well, I could do this in my sleep, blah, 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 blah. And I'm just doing it and I'm not thinking about it because it's so easy and I'm so great and I can do this and I can do that. Then all of a sudden you're not thinking about Oh my God, I don't have an idea anymore. Then you're just thinking about like all this other stuff. You're like, Psh, piece of cake, now I got it. You know, like you're starting to you feel more that, confident about, about everything. And then the, when the confidence comes back and you're like, huh, this is so easy because I just did the same thing and maybe it's not interesting, but whatever. But then you're just like, you're just making. And then as soon as you're making, then you're just like, oh, you know what? I could do this better. What if I did this? And what if I did this and changed the colors and I, you know, took a little risk here or whatever? Then all of a sudden, you're back. To where you See, should you're, be. You're freaking
0: me out. Yeah. About four hours ago, Juan Carlos Pagan yeah. had the exact, really? <laughs> the exact same answer. The exact same answer. Like, it was just worded differently, but like, yeah, so that's... That's the only way to do it. Yeah. True. Two veterans. Yep. Two... Uh, Kristen, these guys are, are, are killers. <laughs> killers.
1: <laughs> Take
0: that information. All right,
1: and she has, I'm what, a good company with Juan. He's a great guy. I like yeah. Juan.
0: Yeah. Um, and we're... I... He's gonna give. Uh, he gave a message to you, and then you're gonna give it to him, and then I'll sh- send you both your own. Nice. podcasts. I'm just like you know. I'm just like fucking with people. This. Yeah, week. yeah, good. yeah, yeah. Um. Okay, and then um, what are some of your inspirations? I'm not sure if it should be who or what.
1: Uh, you know, I get asked that question a lot, and I I, I never answer it the way I think people want me to answer it because I think people want me to say like this person and then this person and that person, but like. My inspirations come from things, people, experiences. Yeah, life. Like, like my dad is a huge inspiration to me because my dad is just like he's just like the most charismatic person that I or anyone else knows. Wow, you know what I mean? He's just like that type of guy, and I just I've always you know I worked with him for a while. Like I I mimic a lot of things. My and my dad's always just like he's like you are me, you know. And I'm just like that's a that's like a thing for me like when I when I used to work with him my dad's name is Vito like we used to go into like the lumber yard or something you're the like, most oh.
0: Italian guy <laughs> ever. <laughs> ever
1: well I would go into you lumb- know I mean? all
0: my boys are they're all Italian it's like my my dad uh, you know yep, yep. yeah <laughs>
1: That's how it is, man. Yeah, that's, cool. that's how it is. But, like, we would go into the lumberyards, and people were like, oh, Little Vito's here. And I'd be yeah. like, oh, that's me. You yeah. know, like, I'd be very excited to be but, compared to my dad. You know, <laughs> I was
0: gonna know? going to keep riffing on that. You that's
1: could, cool. yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so funny, too, because, like, when you are an Italian New Yorker and you grow up in a neighborhood like that, like, my neighborhood was Italian, Irish, and Jewish. And that was it. Mm-hmm. And it was very much, like, the caricatures that people think about when you think about those people. Mm -hmm. And that's just where you're from. And that's, that's what you come from. But now that I'm in, you know, in this world of like so many different types of people from so many different types of places, I really feel like I stand out, <laughs> you yeah. know. Like, like I, I felt like I was very much like like if, everybody if you went to you know, Pennsylvania. They'd be like, Whoa. "Oh my god!" And it's just like any design conference or any meeting or whatever. They're just like, "Oh, I know where you're from." <laughs> you yeah, know yeah. like there's no hiding it. Yeah. But like, it, it's, it's. I actually just... said
0: to Juan before I said that, uh and I, it's, it's a weird thing to say, but I was like, I was like, I don't know why, but like I want him behind like a deli counter. Like, I, <laughs> We're making fucking sandwiches over here. Like,
1: you know what? You're something, that guy. It's something funny it's, about Own it. It's good. Oh, I love it. It reminds me of it my family. It's like a warm hug, man. It's good. Yeah, well, yeah. that's, you know, I mean, that's... They I all always, talk like you. That's good. I'm, yeah. I'm happy for that because we can't let the accent die. <laughs> yeah, I know. It might. The internet might kill a Long Island accent. I know, My My daughter doesn't have an accent. Oh. It's just, it's a very sad thing. But I actually, the funny thing was, when I first met Juan, um, I spotted him from across the room at like a studio warming party. And I was just like, dude, where'd you get your fade? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because like, I'm just like, you are the only other designer I know that gets a skin fade. Like yeah. you and me, and that's yeah. it. Like everyone's got their hair like perfectly done. They get it done at like fancy barbershop on the corner of Williamsburg or whatever. Yeah. And it costs like $80. Yeah, yeah. Like dude, where'd you get your fade? It's tight. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we just talked about that. And it was yeah. just like, oh my God. Like it's nice to, to feel like. You know, there's you just kind of found your own. Yeah, it's it's nice to see that, and we we like connected right away. It was cool to like be friendly with someone on on that type of level, as opposed to talking about like you know which fonts we like and and what do you think about this and what do you think about that and with the politics behind it. Like right. it's just like dude, like whatever, man. Cool. So
0: thank you, Kristen, again for uh, submitting those questions. Um I think Kristen's really going to lose it when she goes and looks at your website later and is like, oh my god, I would ask seven more questions. <laughs> so that's cool. Um all right, so let's talk really quick. Seven o'clock right now on the dot. Can we do? Oh. Can we do five minutes? Sure. Five ten minutes? Yeah, sure. Cool. Yeah. All right. Um, portfolio advice for who? for, for <laughs> people send you John's email address. I'm sorry, <laughs> no, um, for people leaving school that are looking to kind of break in, you did it in a very unorthodox way. Yeah. Um, so I I think you're great to talk to this because a lot of people went and got you know, like very fancy degrees, and you've kind of Gone. You represent like blue collar design, which is fantastic
1: because you had so
0: much success. So, um, for somebody, let's switch it up a little bit. Normally I say, you know, like when leaving school, but like, you know, let's say that, you know, you went to like a college that you didn't really learn too much and you kind of just want to go it your own way and do Mm it your own thing. Your version of like baseball cards. Right. What's a good place to start? Like, how do you find a project that will put you? Like, I know you and your friends used to sell. Um, and we didn't talk about this today, but like you and your friends used to like sell Mm t-shirts and then that turned into like an agency. Yeah. Right. So,
1: you know, here's the number one thing. And I don't know if, I don't know how many people say this, but success is not in the cards for everybody and you need to love what you do. That is the key. You need to love what you do. You need to want to do it. There's so many times I see people who are like passively searching for a successful career in something. It's just like oh, I want to do this, and it's like well, I want to be a millionaire. Yeah, 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 but, yeah. But it's like it's like well, what do you do when you get home at night? What do you do? Like for me and other people like me who who have had such an obsession over this, I would rather have stayed home. And sat on the computer and taught myself Photoshop and go out with my friends. And I did that so many times when I was in high school. I opted to stay home. Like, like my parents were always just like, What's what's up with you? Like, is there problems or something? Yeah. But like that's all I wanted to do. I just wanted to be a designer. I just wanted to design stuff. That's all I wanted to do. And that is all you need. That's all you need. There's no magic solution. There's no I could tell you put your portfolio here and go talk to these people, whatever doesn't mean anything. What you need to do is make sure you have a desire and a passion for what you're doing because as long as you have that and you know that that's who you want to be and where you want to be in life, that's all you need. You just have to do that and you have to not give up and then it'll find you because you're not going to be able to sit there and fail every day. You're going to try and you're going to Find little holes and little cracks to sneak into things and find your little opportunities. And that's what you need to do in order to become a successful person in anything, probably. I mean, I don't know about like Wall Street guy or doctor or lawyer or right, whatever, right, right. but like in in terms of this industry, the best thing you can do is just be yourself, work as hard as you can, and then work harder than that and and just like love that you have the opportunity to do this because so many people in the world do not. You know, like if you have an opportunity to do something that you thoroughly enjoy, you should be doing it every single second of every single day. Mm-hmm. You will make yourself better. You will find an opportunity where most people won't see that there are opportunities. And you will continuously have your eye on something that other people can't even imagine. And that will lead you to the right places. And then that will make make you be the person that you want to be in terms of, a career, or or maybe just the person you want to be, just period. Right. You know that's true. It's just it's it's drive. It's you need the drive. If you don't have the drive, submit your portfolio to wherever. Just go get it there, and then come home and you know go to happy hour with your friends and barbecue on the weekends or go out whatever. Because that's not the life for you. If you want to be in it for the long haul, there is no there there is no off. There's no time where you, you where you hit the you know like you're from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to sleep, you're working mm-hmm. and it doesn't necessarily mean that you're sitting at a desk, but it means that you're constantly thinking about stuff you're thinking about how you can do more how can, how you can be better, how you can um make something out of nothing you know like there there are times when i'm not I'm not thinking about business, but someone's just like oh so and so says this, and then boom, all of a sudden I'm like you I got the perfect idea for you guys. Like you should do this and you should do that. Oh yeah, that's a great idea. And there's there's this job just like that. You know, like you constantly have to be in that mode of just like, this is who I want to be. This is what I want to do. The only way you can do it is just keep in mind there nonstop. Just, just do it. You just have to do it. That's it. There's no secret. Just do it. It's not for everybody. It's not, you know? And I think it's like a harsh reality you know but it's uh it's 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 for people that feel like they have no other choice mm-hmm. i you know like i could go get a job and do whatever i'm sure i could find something and i could get a job and make a decent salary and you know have weekends off and vacation and all that but i don't want that right you know persistence you get, goes a yeah. long way and 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 you're right it doesn't matter if something is negative or positive a reaction is 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 enough to whet your appetite sometimes. Yeah. You know? All you need is for someone to say you suck sometimes. And then maybe that's enough for you to just be like, well, I'm going to get better. The people who get discouraged and they're like, I'm never going to be any good at this. Why even bother? Don't. Because you're just crowding it up for everybody else. Mm-hmm. Go somewhere else. Go do something else. Right. You know? I need the and person... There's a lot of that. Yes, there is a lot of that. I need the person who sucks and people tell them that they suck and they keep trying. Because you know what? That person who keeps trying and never gives up is going to be 8,000 times more successful than everyone, than everyone who said that they sucked five or 10 years ago. Yep. That's just how it is. If yeah. you want it, you'll get it. But exactly. you'll make it happen because that you don't have any other options. Yeah. Do it or die. You know? That's,
0: we should end on that. <laughs> but I will say to that point though, yeah. but just to, to prove your point, I worked at a lot of places that were like, oh, hey, little boy, just graduating from college. Like, yeah. what are you doing here? And then I didn't make the cut. Right. And I have LinkedIn premium and I got about seven of their employees always looking at my stuff. Okay. And they're probably thinking, what the, like, what did we let walk out of our office? LinkedIn premium. Dude, it's great. It, it's amazing. I see you guys. What's up? I'm not going on your LinkedIn profile. Yeah. Peace out. Just kidding. I love that's, all you guys. That's awesome. All right, that's it. John Contino, where can people find you online? Shop the the shop the the clothes. When I get my money right, I'm going to I'm going to
1: buy it out. Very nice. I'm going to hold you to that cuz yeah. now it's recorded. Go, cool. <laughs> cool.
0: I'll take any messed up shirts you guys. If you yeah. have some, like a misprinted shirt,
1: I might have some misprinted shirts over here that you can have. I'll take the whole damn box. We'll go, we'll go through them, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: cool. Um where can people
1: find you? Johncontino.com. We have a new website going up with a whole bunch of new stuff and it's a whole it's a whole new world now cuz it's a like it's new world. It is. It, there it is again. There's yeah, that there's the Disney that, vibe. Yeah, there it That's, is. It's coming showman. out. <laughs> oh, Where'd that spotlight come from? Yeah.
0: <laughs> JohnCantino.com
1: and then at JohnCantino for whatever whatever has an at sign at the beginning.
0: This podcast has either, after today, after talking to you and Juan, it's, this podcast has either A, gone off the rails... Or will grow exponentially from how much fun I've been having today. Because this might have, like. I mean, that's how,
1: you, that's how it should be. What's the point of doing this if you're not going to have fun, right? Yeah.
0: Who cares? I'm done. Yeah. You I'm, don't want to. I'm done fielding your opinions, people. I
1: got to say, like, there, there's, there's a handful <laughs> of people out there that are, that are trying to do design interviews the right way. And, and I, I only really like to talk to them because it's like, when you get the standard question, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah, right. Like, what are you learning from that? Yeah. You know like No one's learning from that Like you can read about All that stuff on, online Like if you want to get What's your biggest n- weakness John <laughs> This has been amazing
0: Thank this you This might thank be you. the best podcast oh, I, say, I say that every time But this has been good <laughs> Well it's until the next one right Yeah still nice. Until next time I come over right, Thanks man. for having me Yeah back. no worries